Hello everyone, it's Liam, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Early Education Show. Uh, we're back with normal full episodes on February 8th. We're really looking forward to uh, getting back into the swing of talking about early childhood education every single week. But uh, during this sort of downtime in January, we thought we'd throw a couple of treats your way. If you're one of our supporters on Patreon, you will have been uh, hopefully listening to our uh, first sort of spin-off supporter series, Exploring the NQS. I'm having a lot of fun with this one. In this series, I look at one element of the National Quality Standard uh, uh, each week, one in a week, until we've covered all 40. Uh, This Tuesday, so they come out once a week on Tuesdays, we'll be covering element 1.3.3, which is the end of Quality Area 1. So we will have have, uh, covered nine elements. Um, So I thought this might be a good time to give... Uh, everyone, all, all of the listeners, just a bit of a sneak peek at this series. So we're going to be uh, giving you the first episode of Exploring the NQS, which looks at Element 1.1.1, uh, the Approved Learning Framework. So this is a bit of a thank you to all of our listeners. Um, but if you, if it's something you enjoy, if you enjoy uh, hearing these sort of uh, discussions and summaries of the National Quality Standard, uh, it'd be a great opportunity for you to become a supporter of the show on Patreon. That uh, really helps uh, all of us out. It means we can continue doing this great show we love doing. Uh, and it's also a great PD opportunity. The reason I wanted to do these ones is, uh, you know, podcasts are great, quite easy to access. You can listen to them while you're doing other things. You can share them with your team. Uh, and this, it's a great way to sort of break down the, the you know, every element of the National Quality Standard rather than one sort of big uh, lump, which can be hard to listen to. These 15-minute episodes once a week are sort of a great way to to, to you know, skill yourself up and, and, and discuss these these uh, this important part of the practice we do. So uh, no more rambling from me. Uh, thanks to everyone who is currently supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to become a supporter of the show, that's really simple to do. Just head to patreon.com forward slash early edu show uh, or click the link in the description for this episode on your podcast app or head to earlyeducationshow.com and click on support the show. Uh, but let's head to the first episode of Exploring the NQS. Hi everyone, I'm Liam and welcome to the first episode of Exploring the NQS, a bonus series from the Early Education Show exclusively for our Patreon supporters. So if you're listening to this, that means you're supporting the main show, uh, which means I want to start with a big thank you. The main show will always be free, but uh, those of you who choose to actually support us financially really, really, really help us out. Um, Leanne, Lisa and I have day jobs and families and your support means we can really keep the show going. So what's this show? What's Exploring the NQS? Each episode, I'll be taking a look at one element of the National Quality Standard, one at a time, until I've covered all 40. My background is as an early childhood teacher, centre director, um, and I currently oversee professional learning and development for Northside Community Service, a not-for-profit early education provider in Canberra. Basically, I get to spend a lot of time talking about the National Quality Standard and the Early Years Learning Framework and, and talking with educators and, and basically having a wonderful time. So I thought it might be worth, um, you know, as a, as a special treat for those of you who are supporting us, um, you know, just to, taking a look at the, at, at the National Quality Standard. It's a, it's a really wonderful document for guiding practice, and obviously it's important in terms of meeting the National Quality Standard. Um, these episodes will be pretty quick and hopefully easy for short hits of professional development. So, um, you know, encourage your or colleagues to subscribe, um, use them as points of discussion for maybe staff meetings or team meetings. So we're starting with element 1.1.1, approved learning framework. This is part of Quality Area 1, educational program and practice, and it's the first element of standard 1.1 program. The description for this element is... Curriculum decision-making contributes to each child's learning and development outcomes in relation to their identity, connection with community, 
well-being, confidence as learners, and effectiveness as communicators. So, what's this element all about? Really what this element is about is the early, the early learning framework in my time, my place. This is about the approved learning frameworks that we use each and every day. It's really important to start with, under the, the uh, Education and Care Services national law and national regulations, there are only two approved learning frameworks. So that is the EYLF for birth to five and uh, my time, my place, the framework for school age care. So that's for children uh, who, are, who are attending after school and are age five and up. Um, this is actually one of the really important first things to start with when we're developing our curriculums, when we're developing our programs. The sources we draw from, which might include theories and it might include potentially other curricula, it is important to remember that the NQS, uh, the National Quality Framework, is set up to really get us to focus on those approved learning frameworks. They really need to be our starting point. So it's really interesting to me that it's the very first element now of this new National Quality Standard is really highlighting um, that the Early Years Learning Framework and My Time, My Place are really key foundational documents. So the first step, I mean, with this element um, is really uh, going back and looking at those documents again. What this element's also really uh, asking us then is to acknowledge the, the frameworks and that they're the foundation of the program. They really need to be what we start with when we're developing what we're doing with, with our young children and school-age care children. The, the frameworks really need to be um, what informs, the, uh, informs our observations, informs our collection of information, informs what we plan for children, and informs how we communicate that learning with children as well. So when we think about what this element is all about, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's really about making sure those frameworks are embedded in the work we do each and every day. So what does this element mean in practice? What does it look like? Um, well, again, this is about starting with the framework. Um, particularly, it's about not just the outcomes. We can get a bit focused on the outcomes in the in the sector because often our documentation and our programming, you know, whether we do a weekly or a fortnightly program, whether we do learning stories for children or whether we do things like summative assessments, which track children's learning over a longer period of time, we often focus a lot on the outcomes, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's what we're kind of working towards. Children's journey towards the learning outcomes is kind of what we're about as teachers and educators. But it's really important to remember the principles and practices are just as important. In fact, if you look at the frameworks, they come first. They're before the outcomes. The principles and the practices outline how we, how we help children move towards those learning outcomes. The learning outcomes are kind of the goalpost, although it's important to remember you know, we, we don't necessarily reach them. They're more about the, the vision that we're working towards. The principles and the practices are the kind of tools and guidance to get there. If, you know, if the outcomes are uh, the destination, the principles and the practice are our compass and our map. They're really teaching us uh, how, as educators, the best strategies for, for working towards them. So really make sure you're thinking about those as well when, you look like in, when, when you're looking at uh, what, how the frameworks are embedded in practice. Really make sure you're looking at those principles and practices as well. They're great starting points for talking with educators about how they think about the work they do. Um, how does it fit into a particular principle? Does what you're doing you know, sort of reflect a particular practice? Then the way you know, I approach this one is really about how is the framework visible in your service? I talk about this a lot when I talk with um, educators and students um, about programming and curriculum and about relationships with children. How could you demonstrate it to someone if you couldn't sort of verbally explain it to someone? 
How would it be visible in your service? You know, it would be great, you know, as a visitor to your service. I could be, I should be able to walk in and see, ah, I see how they're engaging with the framework. I don't need to ask anyone. I might ask someone later to get some more detail. But I can walk in and I can see, God, they're really engaged with, you know, children, uh, children's contribution and their connection to their world. And I can see that in terms of um, what's displayed. But it's important to remember it's not just about what's displayed. It's not about particular learning stories or, or documentation. It should be visible in practice. You know, you should see educators really investing time uh, in particular uh, principles or practices or elements. You should be able to, you know, as a teacher, as an educator, say, oh, you know, in terms of a children's strong sense of well-being, this is how we make it visible in our space. And that's not just about, you know, a poster on the wall. That's about that we prioritise time for things like meals, you know, a sense of... Um, uh, you know, a sense of well-being around mealtime. That's a great opportunity to be sharing and, and, and talking and thinking about well-being opportunities. Or you might have mat time or story time or those kind of things where you're really asking those questions about children's well-being. Um, you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the principles is high expectations and equity. How can I see that you have high expectations of children in your space? How is that visible in your space? So when you think about you know meeting or exceeding this element. It's not just about what you, how the, how the framework is displayed in your space or how you link to the framework in your programming or planning or curriculum. You really want to think about how is it visible in the space? How could I show someone that this is what I'm doing? It's important to remember, and I'm going to be probably be saying this a lot as we get through the nine elements of, of Quality Area 1. Quality Area 1 is educational program and practice. Practice is, the, is you know, an, an equal and important part of that. It's not just about what we're writing. It's about what we're enacting with children. It's the practice of our teaching and educator and, and teaching and education. So thinking about that, it's a really important question to ask. How could I show someone and not tell someone? Showing, not telling is a great learning strategy. Um, and then, you know, what is your plan for exploring the framework? And this might be something you might have documented. It might be part of your philosophy or it might be part of uh, how you approach the educational leader role if you um, or the person in your service is in that role. You know, it's great to have a plan for how it's enacted. I think sometimes we, we kind of just assume the early years learning framework or my time, my place. We kind of assume, look, everyone has a bit of an understanding of it. I'm sure people are using it in different ways. We link to it. But do you really have a plan to engage with the Early Years Learning Framework? How are you teaching new people um, that come on board? How you approach the Early Years Learning Framework? Um, you know, there are a lot of sections to it. Five learning outcomes, eight practices, five principles. Do people actually really have a good, solid understanding of that? Um, you know, the kind of thing that I've seen work, work really well in the past, and we've done this here at Northside, is exploring one learning outcome at a time. So as we do our observations, our data collection, uh, and our documentation, we really focus in on one outcome for a period of time, might be six weeks or eight weeks, so we can get a really good understanding of what that means, what that uh, kind of means in practice, what it looks like when we're working with young children. I really recommend that as a strategy. Um, and I know a lot of services do that as well. And you might be able to do the same thing with the principles and the practices. But I would really recommend taking a step back, not assuming it's being used or not sort of using it in this kind of um, overarching way. Take a step back and go, I really want everyone, I want myself and I want all my colleagues to understand the framework. Let's look at different ways of breaking it down or having a plan about engaging with the framework.
So uh, in each of these little episodes, I'll wrap up with um, sort of two two sections. I'm going to have the suggestions for nominated supervisors and then some suggestions for uh, quality improvement plan notes. And hopefully they'll really help people sort of, um, you know, take a, take a weekly look through the NQS and maybe um, get you to reflect on your own practices. So suggestions for nominated supervisors. So if you're a nominated supervisor, if you're the leader of your service, you have a really important uh, role under the law and regulations. Um, my suggestions here uh, would be... Um, to lead a way to engage with the document and go back to the basics, really take a step back. Imagine, you know, take yourself back in time to, to 2010 and 2011 when we were first getting to grips with the early years learning framework. Imagine this is a brand new thing coming into your space and then develop a plan for you and your team to engage with the framework. Not as this big sort of wadge of a document, but the, the individual pieces. How are we going to explore children's strong sense of well-being? How are we going to explore um, respect for diversity? All those different kinds of things. Um, really go back to basics and develop a plan to go through that. Something that's manageable. You might take a year. It might make you know. It might take eighteen months. But really have this as a project. You can go back and go. Gee, I know. I know this is something we can really get to grips with. Uh, the next thing I'd think about as a nominated supervisor would be uh, how is it. Uh, used or how is it referenced or what do you do during induction as new educators come on board how do you refer to the early years learning framework maybe the principles and the practices are part of your um, position descriptions maybe they're not but do you really talk with educators around now this is how we how we utilize the learning framework in our space this is what I want you to be thinking about you know how have you used it in the past in other roles or maybe it's you know the first role you might talk about um, what they're learning about in their studies, but you can say, you know, this is the way we really want to approach it at this service. Setting that expectation really early is a great recipe for success um, in your in your leadership role to to really embed that that approach to the approved learning framework. And then my last bit of guidance for the nominated supervisor would be, how is the early years learning framework celebrated in your service? That's a great way to engage uh, educators, engage families, engage children, and engage um, you know yourself as a leader, is really celebrate this document. The, the early years learning framework and my time at place are the first learning frameworks of their kind. And they're, they're actually kind of, they're talked about internationally. They're really well-regarded documents. Um, I don't know if in Australia we celebrate the early years learning framework enough. So really you know, engaging with the way it talks about children's learning, the way it um, is really respectful of children and of educators. It's important to remember, you know, prior to the early years learning framework, we didn't have that term educators embedded in the sector. We had childcare workers, we had daycare workers, we had all those kind of things. Uh, the document really provides a common language for the sector. And, you know, on that measure alone, I'd really recommend it celebrated. But the way it talks about children, I'm, I'm such a big fan of. Look, really go back and look at the way it describes and talks about children. Um, it's really worth celebrating. In terms of uh, engaging with your quality improvement plan, um, you know, obviously everyone will have a different approach to their Q QIP, but you want to be looking at essentially having goals you want to work towards. So a couple of goals I would put for this particular area would be that all educators have a good understanding of the framework. They don't have to be able to, you know, read it back to front to know every single word off by heart, but they should know um, how it interacts and relates in, in particular in your service. Uh, but, you know, they should have a good understanding of the principles, practices and outcomes. That's a really realistic goal. You, it might be something you budget, you know, for, you know, six to eight months um, or maybe even a year over a course of staff meetings and team meetings and all those different kinds of things. But that's a really good goal to have. If you could have at the end of, you know, a period of time that you knew everyone in your service had a good understanding of the learning frameworks, you know, you know you're really doing some fantastic quality work there. 
And then my second goal would be that there is a service approach to engaging with the framework, making sure that people are doing individual things, yes, and bringing their individuality and bringing their particular skills as teachers and educators, but that they're working within a framework that everyone understands and everyone agrees to and everyone works towards. Um, that will be, that will, again, really help you uh, make sure that those frameworks are really embedded and that you're meeting or exceeding that, that, uh, uh, that element of the National Quality Standard. Well, that's it for 1.1.1, the approved learning framework. We'll obviously be back with 1.1.2 next week, which is child-centred. So I'm looking forward to having a bit of a chat with you all around that. Thank you again for supporting us on Patreon if you are doing so. Um, If you enjoyed this, uh, you know, first episode of this little series and think it might be worthwhile, uh, maybe share and let people know. We'd love to um, get some more subscribers um, and, you know, do some more of these little projects. So until next week, it's bye from me.